Hey everybody, it's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here at Food Fan Headquarters with another exciting episode of Asheville Food Fans. It is a podcast that I do throughout the week, and then I string it together for broadcast on WPVM 103.7 FM, the progressive voice of the mountains, here in beautiful Asheville, Western North Carolina. All right, everybody, welcome to the Food Fan Show. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, here in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina. And I've got a great show for you today. I've got three or four interviews uh, with five guests. I interviewed Ben Hester and Tammy Cooper together. Chef Ben and his wife, Tammy, they own the odd. Or Tammy actually owns the odd. Um, Ben is the chef there, and they invited me and a bunch of my Asheville food writers and bloggers and independent media people to a tasting out there, and I call that group Afwabimp. There you go. That's the name I have for it. Um, And the Afwabimp group went out to the odd, and we had just a killer, killer tasting. The only complaint, if you can call it that, was that there was just too much food, and I maxed out before the food stopped coming out from the kitchen, and so I didn't try everything on site, but I took a bunch home with me, and I'm not even kidding, reheated, it was still some of the best food in town. Chef Ben Hester at the odd is making some of the best food in town period bar none i've got a little interview with ben and tammy and tammy contributes to the food too she makes this amazing chantilly cake and during the interview i had not tried it yet but as i said i brought a bunch home including the cake and i tried it and it's just the bomb like the best chantilly cake you can imagine It was just really, really good. And Tammy also makes these empanadas, or perhaps Ben and his team make them, but they're Tammy's grandmother's recipe, I believe. And they were really, really good. And so Tammy and Ben at The Odd making some of the best food in town. Stick around for that interview. And uh, at the end, I'll also come back and tell you a little bit more about the food because there was a lot. And also, I just want to update you all. Well, first of all, let me make a couple of corrections. This seems to be a regular part of my show. That's because I make a lot of mistakes. And that's just because I'm not only human, but I'm extra human. Uh, So first of all, I want to correct myself for correcting myself on last week's show. I kept referring to my doctor as doctor. And then I would correct myself and say, oh, no, it's my nurse practitioner. But I I had it all wrong. My doctor is my doctor. So every time I say nurse practitioner, slip in the word doctor. And then also I referred to, I, I was reviewing Wahiro and uh, the food truck, the Cuban food truck, Wahiro. Um, and I said that they were parked at Phil Mechanic. They park at the cotton mill. Uh, So, yeah, if you're looking for the Wajero food truck, they will be parked at the Cotton Mill Studios in the River Arts District. And that, I think, is the extent of the corrections I need to make. Now let's move to an update 
Last week, we talked to three people, um, Ivy, Paul, and Sean, who knew James Chiron. And James Chiron, sometimes referred to as James Haywood, uh, he was uh, most unfortunately struck and killed by a driver of a car. James was on his bike. He was killed by a driver named Calvin Dion. Calvin was... um, at large and there was a warrant out for his arrest he was wanted he is wanted for murder or i should say was because update he's been apprehended so calvin dion wanted for second degree murder and a slew of other charges in relation to the vehicular homicide death of james Sheeran has been arrested and we'll keep you updated on this story as things develop. Uh, James, just in case you didn't catch last week's episode, was a, was a member of our food community and was much loved by those who knew him. And he had a lot of ambition. He was young and he was just kind of starting to get his act together. And uh, which of course is a lifelong process. And uh, he was a maliciously, hit by a car and killed. And so it really impacted our food community. So anywho, there's the update on James Sheeran and Calvin Dion, who was arrested recently for this crime. And now folks, let's uh, talk about the other three interviews. Um, I actually, when I interviewed Ivy, Sean and Paul last week, I interviewed them all twice once about James and once about what they've got going on because they're all members of our food community. And I love to hear from them about what they have going on. So this week, those three interviews are, uh, are what we're going to listen to. All right, folks, I'll tune in. I'll come back in again at the end and we'll uh, say our goodbyes, our sad goodbyes at the end of the show. All right, folks, welcome back to Food Fan Headquarters. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, and I have a special guest in the studio with me today. I have Chef Paul Crescent from Polly Boy Enterprises. I sometimes call him the consummate gig worker, and he is a, a man who has uh, cleaved his own path in life. Hey, Chef Paul, how are you today? Hey, Stu, doing great, man, doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. Sure, sure thing, man. So I just wanted to ask you, I had you on to talk about James last week and and i wanted to also talk to you about your own stuff and what you've got going on in life what what exciting things does poly boy enterprises have in store for the people of Asheville? um well the uh last week of march it's going to be a pop-up on tuesday and thursday and saturday uh, Saturday, be April the 1st. Uh, it's going to be a ticketed event at Citizen Vinyl, uh, the Appalachian Comedy Show. Okay. And uh, I'm going to be serving a, a menu of some of my favorites, some of my favorite food, a couple of items there. Um, I know if you buy a ticket to the show, um, that that's it's a it's a ticketed event, and the only way you can get the food there is by going to the show. But um, okay, as far as the Tuesday and Thursday, uh, Tuesday night it's going to be pasta and prana at Franny's Pharmacy on Biltmore. 
doing a collaboration uh, with Mike and Mike's guy. He's got on the truck. It's um, going to have his pasta. going to have a couple of my items that are going to go great together. It's going to be like a little Italian Mediterranean theme uh, menu. And I'm also going to throw in a little bit of New Orleans food in there. Um, nice. Just to let everybody taste what it's like from where I came from. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Thursday, um, another little twist. Uh, it's going to be a pop-up Thursday evening at Sella's Deli oh. with Hector and Julia Revia. Okay. They're going to bring. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is real. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're, um, so they're going to have three items. I'm going to have three items. We're going to be cooking out of Zella's Deli after they close. Imperial Lounge is going to be open upstairs for anybody wants to get drinks. Um, and you know, so we'll have a six item menu, some of uh, Hector and Julia's greatest creations. I know there's, there's some shrimp on there. There's some empanadas on there. There's pork. Uh, I think there's a tostada or something. Maybe I can't remember, but I don't want to give away too much information. Sure, there's, yeah. There's going to be a lot of food, man. A lot of small plates, a lot of good things to share. A lot of people are going to be showing up there, man. Uh, and also, uh, last but not least, gospel ice cream will be on hand. In case anybody has a sweet tooth, we'll be able to sell him some ice cream too, uh, whatever flavors he's got for that day. So that Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday is a big one coming up, uh, or a big week coming up next week. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty much open right now. After okay. the 1st of April, I have a, a contract gig. I'm going out of town in Charlotte for the third week of April. Uh, sorry, going to high point to uh, work for a catering company. Some friends of mine out of Charlotte take us out there for a international furniture market. <laughs> That's a week long or two, two week long event. Okay. So we stay out there. Uh, high point right out there. It's crazy. They do, they shut down the town and uh, the only places are open are the, uh, are the furniture stores for the whole week. Like it's just people from all out there. <laughs> That's so weird. I never heard of such a thing. And you're going to be cooking for these furniture people, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just, uh, it's well, uh, it was fun. I did it. I did it last year with them. So they asked me to come back and be part of the team. That's I, great. I, I, that's so much fun. So yeah. And in between, hopefully, there'll be some. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, the phone yeah. just fell on the floor for those who yes. are just listening. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so let me ask you, Paul, in more more general terms, you have become sort of like the pop-up guy. You do you uh your private chef, you're doing the pop-ups, you're also a gig worker. Sometimes I'll see you in restaurants and I'll ask, Oh, are you cooking? And you'll be like, No, oh, I'm washing dishes tonight. Um yeah. and uh so how that lifestyle, man. There's some people that would be like, man, that sounds like a great lifestyle. I wish I could cut the cords, you know, and get away from my job and just live my own life. But I know from doing similar stuff as an artist that it is not always easy because there's no guarantees in the future. So how yeah. how how do you handle that? Like uh, the trade-off of the freedom is is worth it. That's how I felt. But how do you feel? Yeah. How do you deal with that? Well, um, I kind of, when the, the, I think the main reason that I, I started doing it is because I saw other people doing it. And it wasn't just people in Asheville, but people all over and a lot of chefs that I admire um, and a lot of people that I'm inspired by. Uh, and 
you know, after being in the industry for 20 years or a little over 20 years, uh, I realized, you know, that the only thing that's stopping me from doing what they're doing is me working this 40 hour a week job. Uh, and I, I, the way that they did it was they just put one foot in front of the other. Uh, they had some money set aside to invest or, uh, they had somebody give them the opportunity or all the above. And, mm-hmm. and there's, I mean, there's some other things that could happen too. But um, with me, it was, I wanted, um, I guess back when I first started cooking within the late nineties, the first thing I wanted to do was, you know, I saw Anthony Bourdain on the, <laughs> I was like, damn, I want, I want to do that. I want to be on that job. Like, I want to be on that TV not necessarily doing a cooking show, but like a travel show about eating and cooking and all that stuff. And of course, you know, that wasn't the reason I got cooking, but uh, that was always on the back burner. It's like uh, doing something on my own by myself, but with other people and, uh, and, and just making good things happen and having, you know, a good outcome from it. Uh, so it's like, I guess it's really scary at first. It's it's really kind of nerve wracking sometimes. But I kind of learned that you know I I really want it so bad that I I guess the way my security blanket kind of thing is like the gig work because when the gig work app the gig bro came to town, I was one of the brand ambassadors that kind of started advertising to everybody and putting it out there and starting a conversation, you know, like saying, Hey, we need, you need people to come work a shift because mm-hmm. somebody called out and you got nobody that's going to fill in, uh, mm-hmm. use this app, you know, and this, this, that and the other started happening before you know it, the, the app launched and, uh, everybody who wanted some extra work or everybody who needed people to fill in or restaurants that were short handed and, Restaurants are still short, I didn't believe it or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot more than you think. A lot more than you think. And, bet. Uh, you know, so it it all started working out like that. And, and then I was like, you know, this is uh this is a good way to not only stay busy, but it's providing me with uh, the income I want, giving me let me work the hours that I want, and I get to choose where I work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then so it's. It's a win-win situation for every everybody involved. And I agree. The more it went on, and then with the private chef thing and the pop-ups and the catering with people out of town, uh, I just started networking. And I mean, I went to Idaho for a month <laughs> last year doing a catering gig because I knew somebody who was hiring and who could ship me out there. And you know, it was it's crazy. It's amazing. And it's crazy it's just how it worked out but it, it's it just it always works out i just have enough faith i guess in the way i do things and in myself and i, I was i uh, i don't know i'm just i'm just really grateful for the way that things are starting to fall in place um, and i mean it's like these three pop-ups were not planned until about a week and a half ago okay <laughs> yeah and they weren't even supposed to happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, not, not, I didn't even think about it until about two weeks ago because I was like, oh shit, I just messed up. And it was that furniture market, uh, 
catering gig, I thought that was going to be the last week of March, and it's not till the last or second to the last week of April. Okay. So I clear. I cleared my schedule. Yeah. Or this last because I thought I was going to be set. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, ah. Oh. So yeah. I just, like I said, start talking to the people I network with. Talk, start, you know, make some waves. Start, hey, 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 and, and knocking on people's door or whatever, and ringing, ringing, making a phone ring, you know. Um, it, then it just came up. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And mm-hmm. I was like, man, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's everything you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And everything you're saying is reminding me so much of when I was an artist for a living and it was the same thing. I would, I would have a gig, I'd have a job and either it would, I, I would complete it and I'd have nothing else lined up, you know, and I'd start like yeah. writing to my regular clients and stuff. You need anything, yeah. you need anything. And I just, I called yeah. it like shifting you know, for myself, you know, like ain't nobody else going <laughs> to give me any money, but me like going out there and getting right. it. And it's, it's stressful. It's thrilling. It is, it's freedom uh, from the oppression of capitalism in a lot of ways, because it's more like you're uh, just marketing yourself rather than selling somebody else's commodity or something like that. And so I, I've watched your career for a long number of years now, and it's been exciting to see you, uh, first of all, embrace that uh, Gig Pro app and then use it to actually do something. Um, I remember when the pandemic uh, first lit, when the regulations first lifted and staffing was really hard. I was I said to somebody, you could at this point, you could probably just print a business card that says dishwasher at large and charge whatever when they give you a call. And then yeah. Gig Pro <laughs> is kind of that. It's kind of like the digital business card that says gig worker, kitchen worker at large at your disposal. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. It just, it's crazy. And once, like I said, once you started, or once it all started, uh, I've got a couple of regular clients now. One of them just called me before we got on this call. (laughs) Uh It's like, is it too soon to order some food? Uh, Can you? cook some food up and bring it over next Saturday. I was like, Oh, okay. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. That's uh, as an so, artist. I, mean, I was it, like, yeah, I, mean, I can do yeah, it, draw that. <laughs> sometimes it comes out of the blue and uh-huh. you're like, wow. You know, and I didn't think some of these, I don't know how, well, I know how a little bit because a little bit of the money I use is, uh, I, instead of having a website, I have Google ad, and so I have a Google page, which is basically a website because it has all the information that a website would have and the photos and the bio, you know, you know, numbers and photos and pictures. So videos, whatever. And it's uh, more for, a lot more affordable than some of the websites that are out there for me anyway. Yeah, sure. So uh, well, Paulie. Yeah, I'm doing like crazy stuff, man. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy stuff. Crazy Paul doing crazy stuff. Uh, well, Chef, I'm glad that I had a chance to talk to you about what you've got going on. You're certainly an exciting person to follow on social media, so I would encourage people Thanks. to look you up on social media, to follow Paul Cresson, Chef Paul, uh, Polly Boy Enterprises. Is that what they should follow on social? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or Paul Cresson, yeah, that's fine too. Both, uh, okay. I have two different, either one's fine. 
Okay. So yeah, and and if you need a private chef for the for the night or the week, uh, or you are interested in co-hosting a pop up, just look up Chef Paul. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate it, man. All right, buddy. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Folks, I just want to remind you that Western North Carolina is one of the hunger hotspots of America. Although we might think of Asheville as Food City, USA, there are a lot of folks who live in and around here who are dealing with food insecurity on a daily basis. So if you can, please give to Mana Food Bank. Mana has been providing food to the people of Western North Carolina for 40 years. They do a great job and they are a wonderful organization. So again, if you're able, please go to manafoodbank.org. That's M-A-N-N-A, manafoodbank.org, and give what you can to help out fighting hunger here in Western North Carolina. And now back to the show. All right, folks, uh, it's me, Stu Helm, the food fan, back here in Food Fan Headquarters, and I have a guest with me today. I have Chef Sean Ashbridge, whom I know from cooking at the Blackbird Cafe, a great little restaurant in downtown Asheville, chef owned by Chef Mike Rippert, but Sean's been there for a long time now. But today, I want to really talk to Sean about his work with an organization called Aspire Youth and Family Incorporated. Hey, Sean, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. What can you tell us about this organization? I had never heard of it until you mentioned it to me. So um, I recently actually started here. Um, I've been here now for three weeks. Oh, okay. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm fairly new as well. Um, So I... You know, obviously, you you know me for a while now from, I guess, Twisted Laurel and then, uh, yeah, the Blackbird. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was just looking to uh, broaden my horizons, um, try to try to do something different. Um, and I actually came across an Indeed post um, that, you know, were posting basically that they were looking for a culinary instructor um, to teach culinary to kids. And I was like, you know, that, that's right up my alley. Um reading a little bit more about the the company um they work with like uh djj the department of juvenile justice um and a large part of the community around here where we either get kids who you know have gotten in trouble um or even kids that haven't gotten in trouble and just want to broaden their horizons so um yeah they basically sign up um with Aspire, which um, is a nonprofit and basically provides services to where they can have, you know, like either a diversion plan for their court case, or like I said, if they just want to broaden their horizons and take some classes and learn. Um, But we do an interpersonal class for the first hour and a half, um, which gets students engaged. um, And we just get them talking, just get them engaged, basically. Um, so then where we move into a culinary lesson um, for another hour and a half of the day um, with the end goal of each student um, after 20 weeks being able to pass their serve safe exam and then be employable, basically. 
um, to any restaurant around here. So we offer that. They offer, I think, four other things as well, um, like a music class and some other general things. But I'm in the program that is called Kids at Work. Kids at Work. Thought yeah. that was illegal in America. Just <laughs> kidding. Um, right. No, I love that. So the Department of Youth, uh, the DJJ, you said? Yeah, Department of Juvenile Justice. Yeah. Right. So they work in conjunction with your company right. to, it sounds like, to sort of, in some ways, perhaps mitigate um, punishments by yeah, yeah. saying I mean, you can go every, through this program and that'll yeah, mitigate so some of your Basically issues. like a, a, a diversion contract for whatever they have going on um Mm -hmm. and yeah like i said basically they go through the program it's supposed to be 20 weeks um but like i said they can continue as long as they want after they can come back whenever Um, but we're in 26 counties i believe in north carolina now this is great yeah and so we have so many we have so many sources in this town for cooks to come out into our restaurant scene and then go on to other restaurant scenes because we have AB Tech as well, uh, which has a great culinary program. But yeah, this uh, Aspire program sounds wonderful because yeah. not only providing us with great cooks, but also helping folks out that are in a little bit of a, a tight jam or something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of the kids, um, they don't necessarily have the best guidance at home or wherever so you know not only do we help try to provide them with uh, a skill um, Mm -hmm. you know to take after but also you know if they have any issues with mental health or anything like that you know we we can also help them with that which is something I've been very passionate about Um, I grew up uh, very well off however I you know I went off in a different path for a long time and had to go through programs like this as well. So it's my way of not only giving back, but doing something that I'm also passionate about. Well, thanks for sharing that tidbit. Um, That's, I was about to ask you why you said that you were attracted to this job description. I was going to ask why, but it sounds like it's because it's real close to your heart and something that you either did benefit from a program like it or wished you had um, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if if I had programs like this growing up and, you know, people that cared, which I had plenty of people that cared, you know, but um, I just feel like, you know, it's a very good cause and something that, um, you know, at the end of the day, I can go home and feel feel very happy about. Good. That's good to hear, Sean. I'm glad uh, that you have incorporated that into your career as a chef. Uh, Yeah. I know that some of the chefs during the pandemic shutdown went and cooked for churches and stuff. And then they were like, Hey, I'm kind of happy doing this. I might just <laughs> keep doing yeah. this. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. So. Well, brother, you're, you're a good guy. I always love bumping into you downtown, wherever we run into each other. I miss seeing you at twisted. <laughs> I'll see you at blackbird sometime soon and you're welcome to come on the show and give us updates about the aspire program anytime you want yeah i'd love to all right all right sean have a great day so much yeah
Hey, everybody. It's me, Stu Helm, the Food Fan, and I am here at Food Fan Headquarters with a special guest. I have Ivy Lamus. It's just like the word famous, but with an L in front of it. <laughs> hey, Ivy, how are you today? Hey, Stu. Good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. So I, I asked you on to talk about the restaurants that you are involved with, and especially I want to hear more about Zella's Deli downtown. So where where you work, what do you do? And then let's land on Zella's and focus on that. Awesome. All right. Well, real quick, um, I started out in Nashville at the Blackbird restaurant. Um, I do some bookkeeping and some managing there um, with uh, the owners there, John and Mike. Uh, they branched out with Zella's and asked me to partner with them. So we, we did that. Uh, we all three of us grew up in places where there were a lot of delis. I'm from South Florida, which I grew up with a lot of Jewish delis. Um, John is from uh, outside of Pennsylvania and Mike is outside of New York City. Uh, so all three of us grew up in places where there were a lot of delis. And from the moment I met Mike, Chef Mike over at, my, uh, at the Blackbird, he multiple times would mention how he wanted a deli. And I would be like, man, Asheville really needs a deli. Like there's no like there's no deli here. So, you know, it just that just kept building over the years. And finally, you know, they, they asked if I wanted to be a part of it. I was like, of course. Yeah, we need this. So. We were able to secure this awesome spot where table used to be right in the center of downtown Asheville. It's a prime location and um, it's real, it's a real cute spot too. I really like it. Yeah. You spend most of your time at Zella's these days. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm mostly over at Zella's now. Um, I I really love it. You know, going from at the plate, the Blackbird is just such a different caliber restaurant. um, And I've learned so much there and I absolutely love the farm to table and, um, you know, just talking to tourists and stuff about great places to visit and waterfalls and all that. But um, Del- the, the deli is like the total flip side of just the locals. And um, I absolutely love serving the locals. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the gold that everybody's going for downtown. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the tourists are locked in. The TDA jams them into downtown and they got to eat. Right. But getting the locals to come back downtown or to get the locals who work downtown to come to your restaurant is, I don't know, that's the, that's like the holy grail these yeah, days. Totally. And we, we have, a, we're, we're blessed with a lot of regulars and um yeah, I just, I just really truly love taking care of the locals in the community. You know, it, it's great when people come in and they just got a big smile on their face because they just got their sandwich and yeah. It's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the happiness that a sandwich can bring, that's practically so un- unachievable with any other thing. Um, yeah. So l- let's talk in bro- broad terms. What is the appeal of a deli? Why do we love delis so much? I know why I do. I, I grew up in a Jewish part of Boston or a little town next to it called Brookline that was Jewish. And the Jewish delis were like mind-blowingly good, those hot pastrami sandwiches and stuff. But I also lived near some Italian delis in Chicago, and they were kind of same but different. But they they both have appeal. So what do you love so much about a deli? I think uh, there's a level of community involved with it. Um, just the, the fastest of being able to just come in and pick something up and go. and Or you can sit and eat it and relax in the cafe if you want to, as long as you want. And um Obviously, it's bread and meat, and those things are like highly desirable. And everybody, (laughs) so simple ingredients that are good and simple. And um, but I do believe that the the base of delis is the community. It's the the banter, the coming in and you know talking to your you know person at the counter about the weather or whatever you know. Uh huh. 
Well, I love that you boiled it down to bread and meat. It's like, it's <laughs> bread and meat, Stu. Don't be dumb. Uh, yeah, well. I love the simpleness of it, too. Um, I missed that. Say that again, please. I, I said I love the simpleness of it. You know, it's just simple, good ingredients. Indeed. And one of my favorite things on your menu is just an egg sandwich in the morning. It's it's yeah. like really good. Um, the, you guys break the egg on the grill and let it spread out put the cheese on top and then fold the egg over like a little packet. And yes. uh, I love that. Yeah. It's you bite into it and the cheese oozes out and it's uh, oh, so good. <laughs> and, and it comes on a Kaiser roll. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you how happy I am that you guys have Kaiser rolls. It's practically impossible to find a Kaiser roll south of, uh, I don't know, Virginia or something. I know. So, so well, they come from New York and, you know, some people come in and they're like, oh, you don't make your own bread. And like, we have talked about making some of our own breads, but the one, the Kaiser roll and the hoagie comes from a New York baker and you just can't make it like that. Like and a lot of people don't know what Kaiser rolls are. But the people that do, they know, you know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> biting into it, it was just like, it It whisked me back. Food is always tied to memories and nostalgia for me in different ways. It just took me right back to being a teenager in Brookline um, and eating those kinds of sandwiches on Kaiser rolls. It, it really made me feel good in a good way. And that's, and that's honestly a lot of what we're aiming for is the nostalgia factor. You know, we have all these candies and cookies and sweets and stuff that you know were traditional jewish and italian uh delis that you just don't see everywhere but you know when people come in and their light their eyes light up and they're like oh my gosh you have black and white cookies oh my gosh you have clove gum oh my gosh you have you know new york seltzers and celery soda you know the people that get it they get it you know and i Absolutely. love that yeah. One it. thing that's great about Asheville is that you can come to the to this city in the western part of North Carolina in the Appalachian Mountains, and you can go to an authentic Spanish market at La Bodega. It feels just like Spain, according to people that I've that I've talked right. to who are from Spain. You can go to uh you can get authentic Indian food made by one of the most famous Indian cooks in India. At Mephil these days, Chef Vikas Kurial has like 100,000 yeah. YouTube followers. And you can go to an authentic Jew or Italian style deli right downtown and get that nostalgic feeling. And it's not some cheesy like uh, fabrication of that. Yeah, totally. It's getting it, better too. I feel like Asheville keeps growing in diversity with the food and I love it. I agree you know, 100%. I'm from South Florida, you know, or there's all kinds of food, literally. And at first, 10 years ago, when I first moved here, it wasn't quite so diverse, but it's definitely blossoming and I love it. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So when folks are downtown, locals hit up Zella's Deli, get yourself one of those egg sandwiches or any number of other wonderful things on their menu. Say hi to Ivy. Say hi to Mike if he's back there slinging, th slinging the sandwiches. And uh, definitely enjoy the aspects of downtown Asheville that are there for us to enjoy i kind of lost track of my sentence at the end there <laughs> ivy but uh thanks for being on the show thanks Stu. thanks for having me i'll talk to you later all righty thanks for that yeah thank you Stu. that's my first podcast that was kind of fun <laughs> I, I think they're fun it's just like a conversation i like to do it yeah. with the camera on i don't like to do it just over the phone or without yeah. the camera that's weird. And I sometimes do them live in the field. And so I might pop in one day. Those tend to be more like two minutes. So, okay. yeah. Sweet. 
All right. Well, thanks for both of those segments. I'll let you know when they're available. All right. Thanks, Jill. Sure thing. Have a, have a great day. Yeah, great talking Bye. to you too. All right, folks, I'm out here at the Odd on Haywood Road in West, West, West Asheville, and I am here with Tammy Cooper and Chef Ben Hester. Did I get your last name right, yes, Tammy? You did. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I'm glad. Thank you for saying that I got it right. I don't, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. We just got done with the most amazing tasting. We had brunch and dinner. Ben, can you rattle off what we had? Oh, man, we, we did. We went all the way through the brunch. We hit the Waffle House style hash browns, smothered, covered, and loved up. We did the McGriddle sandwiches, a little baby pancake, got the sausage, egg, and cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese joints. We also had uh, service berry pancakes. I picked those service berries last June right here off Haywood Road. Nice. Delicious. Got that true taste of Haywood to it. Yes, I love <laughs> it. It's got the Haywood terroir. Had, had, had uh, the biscuit and gravy, straight-up Granddaddy Hester style. A um, couple biscuit sandwiches. I make the buttermilk biscuits handmade every Sunday. Better than anybody else in town, and I don't like biscuits, and I really mean that. Well, listen, don't get ahead of yourself on that. <laughs> oh, the biscuits were awesome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, they were great. The biscuits and gravy was awesome. Appreciate man. that. Yeah. And then, uh, then we stepped in the. Stepped into brunch or lunch land, uh-huh. and we we hit the all stars. We hit the Philly. That's so all, good. It swings deep. Um, hit the banh mi, smoked pork banh mi. We also do that in pork belly or shrimp or tempeh. We also do the Philly vegetarian or vegan. We do. I had veg- the veggie one. It was awesome. Yeah, it's solid. We get a lot of folks that don't that eat meat that will buy that just because they prefer it. Um, we did the chicken sandwiches. Our big girl chicken sandwiches. So She's a uh, Big old chicken thigh, hang, got the hang time off the side of the bun. Um, you know, coming on those brioche stamped auditorium style buns. The best branded buns uh, in town. You know, it got them hot buns. Um, and we do, the, you know, had a couple burgers, Coach's Way, Coach's Way with bacon and a big double. Had a Diablo bird, that brings the heat. Uh, what else we have? Uh, onion rings, our homemade onion rings. Yeah, hand-breaded onion rings. Cauliflower bits, pickle plate was awesome. One of the best pickle plates ever. It's epic. Yeah, you're talking about uh, sandwich stacker pickles, pickle rounds, pickle green beans, pickled pepperoncini, pickled okra, all on one plate. Man, oops, I'm not supposed to swear. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then uh, we rounded it out with a couple little wraps, buffalo cauliflower wrap, super good, Uh and our uh, chicken parm wrap. (laughs) It's got cheese sticks, provolone, noodles, chicken, marinara, parmesan, all rolled up and then pressed on the grill. Dang. Yep, hard to beat some of these guys. I am just shaking my head back and forth, like saying, no, no, no it's all no, too no, good. No, Don't no. do it. I'm Topped not, it no. off with some of Tammy's uh, homemade Ooh. Chantilly cake. Tammy, I've had that cake before. I was too full to eat some here, but I'm bringing some home. Okay. And I had it the last yes, <laughs> I had it the it last time <laughs> I was here, and it's awesome, awesome Chantilly cake. Yeah. And, Tammy, we had some non-alcoholic beverages as well. Yes, we do a lot of mocktails here. A lot of our people don't drink, which is, you know, for something for everybody, yeah. Uh, we have red rum, which is uh, homemade. I make that. It's got, like, 50 million different um, Jamaica spices and goodness all brewed together, like a little witch's brew. Nice. Um, and we had uh, radioactive unicorn tears, which yes. has uh, all kinds of rum and whipped cream and sparkles and mermaids and all that fun stuff. And then um, the Mermaid Glitterade is our uh, homemade lavender um, lemonade. So we call it the Merman's uh, 
glittery because it has Merman's glitter in it. glittery. Yeah. I like that. And uh, the, I had some mocktails. They were great. Yeah. All the food was awesome. The McGriddles were awesome. Also, shout out to Tammy's empanadas. Oh, yeah. The empanadas that's, were a hit with everybody. Recipe. Yeah, those are my mom's recipe. Straight out of Argentina. Sweet. And you, you told us you were kind of test driving those on the to- yeah. on the tasting. And yep. Everybody on the tasting, two thumbs up and a toe wiggle. So awesome. if you want to get those on the menu, they'll be popular, <laughs> yeah, I bet. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, this last time I came here to do a tasting, you got my Meal of the Year award for the tasting. Like, unheard of. Usually those are reserved for meals. But this was like 10 meals in one yes. last year. And then this this was like the same. It was awesome. Right on. I cannot recommend the odd highly enough for people who like to have a cocktail or not and love to have great food. And uh, what's your address? 1045 Haywood Road on the end of Haywood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I tell you what, don't be don't be afraid to come out here. A lot of people yeah. are intimidated by what the odd is. They think it's a scary place full of punk metal rockers <laughs> and all the spooky, freaky people. Well, you're right. Yes. But they are also the sweetest, kindest, gentlest folks you'll ever be around. That's True. right. And we're all here to have a blast. Um, we've Absolutely. got events going on almost every single day of the week. Check mm-hmm. us out on our calendar. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram. We're constantly posting and keeping you updated with events. We got stuff going on all the time. Every day. It's one of the most fun things in Asheville, in my opinion. The odd. We got it's... voted best of the spirit of Asheville. Best awesome. Of. Yeah. That, that totally fits. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for having us come hey, out here. Thanks, thanks for talking with Thank me. You. Yeah. You too. Alrighty, folks, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening, and thanks to my guests for coming on the show and telling us about what they're up to. And thanks to WPVM 103.7, the progressive voice in the mountains, for taking my humble podcast and turning it into a radio broadcast. I like that. And uh, I just wanted to go back and touch on some of the, some more of the food that we ate at The Odd. I want to shout out all of the food again one more time there was nothing we ate that wasn't not just good not just great not just delicious but freaking delicious if i could drop a real f-bomb i would have right there the food that they're making there is right up there in the top 20 places to get food here in Asheville, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of places to get food in Asheville, and so Cannot recommend the food as a whole enough. But let's focus in on the McGriddles. There were two McGriddles, one with bacon, one with sausage. And a McGriddle is a copywritten brand name for something that McDonald's does. But their food, uh, I'm not eating that. So when somebody does a version of a McGriddle in a good restaurant, I'm all about it. And I, I don't mean to insult anybody who loves a McGriddle at McDonald's. To each their own. It's just... I ate enough McDonald's when I was real young and I'm done. I'm not, it's not in my circle of things I want to do today. Um, so anywho, the McGriddles at the odd are like the little mini pancakes are very cute and they're thick. They're thicker than the average pancake, almost like a crumpet, if you know what I mean. And got a uh, hard fried egg some meat, either bacon, sausage, or no meat, and some cheese, and 
comes with a side of breakfast syrup in quotes and got a little maple syrup at the odd and that's the way they want it and uh they and you just eat dip eat dip into the syrup and boy howdy it was really really good the pancakes at the odd kind of lean a little heavily towards the word cake in the word pancake because they taste kind of like a cake they have a sweeter cakier flavor to them i'm not sure what their secret is at the odd but they have a very unique and delicious flavor um and then let's talk about the banh mi because that was one that i couldn't eat because i had maxed out on food and so the banh pork pulled pork banh mi sandwich came out it's like it's not a traditional banh mi it's the chef's take on a banh mi sandwich and so i had it actually two days later reheated in the toaster oven and it was unbelievably delicious, like just so, so good. So I can't even imagine how good it would have been fresh uh, right there at the um, Odd. And the Odd is out on Haywood Road once again. And so that was delicious. And then there was some chicken nuggets and some uh, cauliflower nuggets that I didn't try in-house that I ate at home. And they were also just banging like, yes, please give me a full-size portion of those. And although I had had Ben's uh, burger pre in a previous tasting, I did not eat it at that tasting, partly because I was really full by the time it came out and partly because it was uh, something I had already had. So, I, But I brought a half of one home and... Psh, Man, oh man, even reheated a day later, it was fantastically delicious. One of the best burgers in town, smash style with bacon and all kinds of stuff on it. Really, really good. You can get it with jalapenos as well. And actually, I did, now that I recall, I did eat one of the ones with the jalapenos. I ate a quarter of a one at the tasting. So uh, I ate a burger at both the tasting and at home, and it was delicious both times. So that I could go on and on because they served us, I think, like close to 20 dishes and um, non-alcoholic beverages. So it was a hell of a tasting and there was a lot of food. But I won't review dish by dish, uh, although I have done that a lot so far with this tasting. I just want to really encourage you to go to the Odd for brunch on the weekends, for dinner, any night of the week. Tell them Stu sent you. Tell them Afwa Bimp sent you, my food writers club that we show up to tastings. Uh, and so, yeah, that's that. And that is the true end of the show. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you. Please follow me on all social media platforms at Stuhelm Food Fan. That is my moniker on social media. And in fact, I'm not on all social media. I'm mostly on Facebook, Instagram, and Substack. Especially look me up on Substack because that's where my podcast appears. All right, folks. I'll talk to you next week. If you eat something good, let me know about it. I'd love to hear. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
This episode of the Food Fans Radio Show was underwritten in part by Asheville Food Tours. Did you know that there are over 200 places to eat and drink in downtown Asheville alone? It can be overwhelming. Whether you're a visitor or a local, there's no better way to experience downtown Asheville than taking a food tour with Asheville Food Tours. Details, pricing, and an easy-to-use calendar can be found at AshevilleFoodTours.com. That's AshevilleFoodTours.com.